Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you. I want to welcome our live audience as well. So our audience is alive and you are also alive. alive. Hallelujah. You are not dead. No. So welcome to our live audience, wherever you're watching from, if it's in the morning or daytime or nighttime, doesn't matter. Here it's morning. So if you are a local person, say local is lekker. If you are a local person in Imla Kleni, come to church. Come where the anointing is. The anointing can go over the airways, but here when we come together as a congregation, you can feel it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this month of November, we decided as the Holy Spirit led us, it's a month of honor. Say honor. 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 We're going to touch on a lot of aspects of honor. Where does honor begin? Where does it end? Where is it in the middle? Uh, where do you apply honor? What does honor mean? Amen? So, without any ado, hear this. To honor God means hmm, to give Him the regard. When you regard someone, you notice someone, right? It's to give Him the respect. Who wants respect sometimes? More often, eh? To give Him the reverence. To give him the admiration, to give him the adoration, to adore who he is, to adore who Jesus is, to, to give him the awe, to give him the praise, to give him submission, honor, and obedience, obedience that is due to him. To honor God means to worship him in all our attitudes, affections, and actions. But do we miss it sometimes? We do. Do we honor God always in our actions? Do we honor Him always in our attitudes? Because sometimes our attitude stinks. Right? Me, myself, selfishness. That is what honor is, to honor God. Right, let's go to the scripture. I'm going to take you back to Noah and the ark. Woohoo! Noah and the ark, right? Let's go to Genesis 8, verse 15 to 22 in the NIV translation. When in verse 15, now this is now when they're coming out of the ark. They've been in the water. There's been turbulence. So let's go. Then God said to Noah, come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives, eight of them. Can you remember the trivia, one of the questions <laughs> before church? How many people were in the ark? Right, just some nugget there for you guys, for the, all the intellectual people. <laughs> right, verse 17. Bring out, God says, bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds and the animals and the creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. Even in Genesis, 
multiplication. We've dealt on that. Amen? Verse 18. So Noah came out. So he listened. He didn't say to God, okay, no, wait, God, I'll, I'll go tomorrow, you know. Or I'll. No, he went out. They were eager. Together with his sons and his wives and his sons' wives. 19. All the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and, on the, and all the birds, everything that moves on land came out of the ark, one kind after each other. Two by two. Not dirmakar. No confusion. Are you seeing this? There's no, there's order. There's no confusion. Two by two. Right, there's all nuggets in here. There's nuggets. If you have a pen and paper or if, if you want to record me, record me. It's on recording anyway. <laughs> Verse 20. Then Noah built. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. Wow. Can you picture this? Taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. They were just coming out of the ark. They are leaving the ark on the ground, on the Mount Ararat. What is the first thing that he does? He builds an altar. Honor. Not what we're going to eat tonight or this afternoon, you know, is, is, is the chicken in the, in the oven, you know, and, uh, or, or what, what is happening for work tomorrow, or, uh, you know, um, oh, let's run, this is a mountain, woohoo, let's have a party, <laughs> right? There were a lot of days on that ark. I will explain later how it was inside the ark, what it smelled like. But yet it came out and for Noah being this righteous man of God, man, the first thing that he did is he honored God. He honored him. He esteemed him. That is his, it shows you what was his, his thought pattern was immediately. What was his thought pattern? Because everything starts with a thought. Your action comes after the thought. Right, so he built an altar and he made his offerings. Verse 21, here it comes. The Lord smelled. He smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, God said in his heart? Whoa. God said in his heart? Never again will I curse the ground because of humans. Even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. Verse 22. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest time, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Will never cease. Amen. Say amen to that word. You already saw the nuggets that we got out of that. Some more nuggets. God smelled. God smells honor. Are, are we getting this? God smells honor. Whew. 
There is something that happens between you and God when God smells honor. Anybody ready to honor God this morning? Are you ready to honor God this morning? Are you ready to honor God in such a way that He will break a curse of your life? Are you ready to honor God in such a way that He closes those doors in on your history and says never again? Are you ready to honor God in such a way that He opens new doors of opportunity and hope? Hmm? If you are ready, shout Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You must understand that Noah did not know how rain looks like. The word says it. He didn't know rain. But yet God told him to build something that's going to float in water. Imagine the faith. We are all creative people. Imagine God tells you to build a, a, a trailer that you you've, don't even know what wheels is. Let's take you back 1,000 years. And God tells you to build a trailer with wheels that can turn around and around, not square ones. Right? And here they're in the ark and God finally said to them, come out of the ark to that resting place on top of the mountain, Ararat. Isn't it funny that God will move you to a place where he needs you? God will move you to a place where he needs you. Well, a few points we can take out of the ark. Are you excited about the ark? and what it means and what it symbolizes. Right, let's take a few points here. That God provides a safe place for His children. He will protect and encourage. The ark was a safe place for those eight people and the animals. Right? A safe place to protect and to encourage. That God opens doors and closes doors. Right? When an open door opportunity arises, God wants you to seize the moment. If God opens a door, no man can shut it. Seize the opportunity. But no, God, uh, let me just wait a bit, you know, I'm just going <whistles> to... Perhaps next year I'll consider it. Right? We've all been there. God wants you to seize the moment. When there is an open door to salvation, God wants you to grab that moment. And the mistake that we make is we must not assume that that door will stay open. We must not assume that that door will stay open. It's an opportunity. Another point, I'm going to read this. The buoyancy of a new beginning is often symbolized by water. You know the buoyancy of, of on, when you're on water? That Noah and his family were baptized in the water. And those that were not committed to God were drowned. They drowned. They perished. But the righteous sailed through. The righteous sailed through. Even if you're in a place where you feel containment or confined and there's boys in the shaking on you're in that place God is protecting you don't want to kick the door open and just get out you're going to drown 
right? But when God opens a door, there's an open door, there's an opportunity. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. Holy Spirit, is this, God, is this your, is this my door that you have opened? And wait for the confirmation. Amen? Be sensitive in the Spirit. Another point from the ark. The advantage of the believer is that Noah built by faith to the saving of his house. He listened to God, he obeyed God, and he built an ark. That ministry begins at home and not in a church. God said, take your family and build this ark. Take your family into the ark and the animals. Don't go and get the, the, the Syrians and the, and the other Jews in that side of the country and, and go and look for and spend another year looking for other people. They don't have vehicles at that time. Take your family. You see the difference here? Charity starts at home. Salvation starts at home. God wants your family saved rather than you and me carrying a cross around our neck and a Bible under our arm and just preach the gospel and, and, and be hypocrites because at home everything is falling apart. Right? The home is where your ministry starts, when you can honor your children. Mm. Amen? Honor your family for what they are and, and who they are. Love them. Protect them like God is protecting you and me. Our Christianity, Christianity should show outside this building, outside the church. When me and you walk out of here, that's when our light should shine. That's where our Christian character and attitude should come out. Not inside of here and here too, but more out there. I mean, you get my drift. In the world, in the place, in the marketplace, where the people can see us. Another point, that God wants you to have peace inside, even if there's turbulence outside. There was turbulence outside. It rained and it was stormy. And that ark was going up and down. But yet there was protection. There was one window. There was protection. No one went frantic inside. There was peace inside. So, so even God provides peace for us inside while there's turbulence outside. Amen. Amen? That peace that surpasses all understanding. Who's been in a situation where there was a car accident or a theft or an armed robbery that we have been involved in and you just felt peace? Pray. Yes, there's turbulence going on. But when we have the peace of God inside of us, there's peace. When we were in that armed robbery many years back in 2009, with AK-47s in the house and nine mills and blah, blah, blah. We went under the table and we just prayed in tongues. They took all our rings off and our cars, money and watches and jewelry and rampside um, took stuff in the house. And we were under the table because they said we must get under the table, but we stopped praying in tongues. 
We prayed loud so that they could hear us. At the end of this robbery, one of the guys asked us. It was a rhetorical question that he asked himself. It's weird. He's a thief. Are you, what are, he said to us, what are you doing? Are you praying? Why did he ask? He knew we were praying. He understood tongues. So he asked the question and he answered himself, what are you doing? Are you praying? We said to him, yes. He said to us, don't worry, we're not going to hurt you. And they didn't. Here and there, there were some emotional scars, but no physical damage. And when they left, what did we do? We prayed. We sat in that in our living area, the previous house, previous, previous house, two houses back. <laughs> we prayed and we he said, Lord, save them. Save them. They will come to justice. This is not right. The enemy is stole. He's going to pay back. And then we find the police and they came and blah, blah, blah. Peace inside when there's turmoil outside. Say peace inside while there's turmoil outside. There's some of you sitting here that is experiencing turmoil outside of your circumstance. There's circumstances running around and that's, that's there that you are experiencing turmoil and contention. I pray that you will receive the peace of Jesus Christ inside of you. Peace inside of you. Shalom. Peace. Hallelujah. Peace. Your, that's right. Your peace is, is going to surprise your outside circumstance. There's a word for someone. Your peace inside is going to surprise the circumstance outside of you. Those people or whatever they are, whoever they are, are going to, they're going to say, why are you you're not fighting? Or you're not, why are you, why are you, you have peace? Why do you have peace? It's the peace of God. It's the peace of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The ark might be a symbol of a church today. You come into a place of protection. The ark was protection. You come into a place where there's a family. But there's also animals in there. Amen? Perhaps the ark wasn't so comfortable. Perhaps the church is not so comfortable for you. Especially when you go there the first time or the second time or the third time and you hear the spring and tongues and, and uh, people jumping around and falling on the ground and perhaps it's not comfortable. It's like, oh, what's going on here? I remember the first time I went to a, a Pentecostal church like this, a, a five-fold ministry church. Man, I was hungry for God. I knew I, I, I needed God. But when I saw what's happening, I thought, I thought whoa. Is this, is, this, is this supposed to be how, is this supposed, how it should be be? Hmm. Yeah. I remember it was there in Randburg the, first, the very first night and then went to Cornerstone and, and 
I see people falling under the slain of the power of God. But you know what the Holy Spirit showed me? Even, wow, even if I didn't know that. It was real. It was real. This stuff is not fake. I could see because I wanted more. We went back and back next Sunday. I realized this is not fake. When I see the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God working the people, it's not fake. Okay, yes, sometimes there's people that before you go like that, they fall. It's all right, let them fall. The Holy Spirit's gonna touch them there. But I'm telling you, the overall sense and the overall atmosphere I, I experienced was, was that it is real. This God that these people are serving, this Jesus is a real God, is a real Jesus, is a real Holy Spirit. He is alive, he's not dead. He is doing his, he is performing his miracle working powers on the people. People are getting set free. Uh, people who, who was uh, moving like snakes walk up straight. People who was demonized, like whatever. Demonic workings in people. Getting set free of stuff. Addictions coming off people in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray this morning that any addiction who wants to come and latch on your life will fall off in the name of Jesus. Any addiction who wants to come and latch on you and attack you in the name of Jesus will come and fall off in the mighty name of Jesus. I destroy that attack from the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus Christ right now. I feel strongly for someone watching as well. That it's an attack. You don't have an addiction. It's not yours. Chuck it away. Throw it off. Throw it in the foot of the cross. Throw it off. It's not yours. That addiction is not yours in the name of Jesus. Mm. It's not yours. It's, it's, it's the enemy who wants to come and attack you. He wants to come and latch on you. We remove that latching in the name of Jesus Christ. The name above all names, we sang it. The name above all names, that's the authority. Amen. Hallelujah. So the ark, you know, like a church, place of protection, but it wasn't comfortable, right? There's no, there wasn't air cons in the, air, in, in the ark. There was no climate control. No, there were people inside there who brought their own stuff. We sometimes bring our stuff our insecurities, our fears, our rejection. We bring it sometimes. That's why it's so important to, to when we come together, we pray and set an atmosphere of praise and worship. And the other stuff can just go. You're not, you, you just go. You're not welcome here. Amen? It can be small stuff. It can be big stuff. doesn't matter what it is. Because the only spirit that's welcome in this place and in you and me is the Holy Spirit, the spirit of power of God, amen? That spirit of power and truth and insight and revelation who, who, who tells us where to do, what to go and where to go and what to do. I'm sure you got that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen? 
and that we should not be judgmental, man. That we should not be judgmental because we bring something to, a, to the stench or the smell. There was already smell in the ark and here comes another animal and he brings his own odor. And then there comes another animal and he brings his own odor. Uh, odor. Because a lion and a jackal and a hyena and an eagle have different odors. We have different odors. Don't worry, I'm still honoring God. Remember the altar. Doesn't matter where we are in that, in that, in that ark. What, what else does the ark represent? It, it, it can represent a cocoon of a butterfly. A cocoon. Say cocoon. He will sometimes put you in a place of protection to develop you. Sometimes he puts you in a holding place to develop you. Did Jake said this? He said, for, people don't know this. He said, um, for his first 10 years in ministry, he was ministering to a church less than 100 people in the back of a mountain for 10 years. He said, but when they got out of there, he had character, he had the right attitude, he knew who he was. So don't sometimes despise a place of your cocoon if, you, if you're in the place of protection. God is developing us. He is molding us. He is working on us. Amen? Here it comes. Because how you go in is not the same how you come out. How you go in, man, just think back on your own life, on your own Christianity, when you first gave your life to Christ, me, myself. I went in filthy, stinking, didn't know what to expect. And I came out a different person. Changed, reformed, transformed. Amen. And I'm still being transformed now, to this day. You are still being transformed to this day. We will, we will never stop being transformed. There's transformation always going on. Amen. From a smaller place to a larger place. That cocoon is a small place sometimes. So from a small place to a large place. That is where God works on our character, our integrity, our attitude. It's inside there. Think of Paul in the prison, how he, how he wrote those letters. Think of Joseph in the prison, that confinement area. Yet he praised God. How often, hey, what to say? How often do we just want to get out and I want to get out of this place or whatever? Eh? Instead of just being just have peace there. Just say, Lord, I'm here. you've put me here, I'm here. Or it perhaps it's my own choices that I'm here. But I know you are protecting me. For me here. For my integrity. For my character. Because I know when I get out of here, it's not going to be the same way that I got in here. Amen? We see, you know, um, we as preachers and pastors talking to you and seeing you, we see change in you. When we greet you, we see you at the door and you chat to us and we chat to you, we can see the change. There is change going on. Are we perfect yet? No, but we are moving in that way. Hallelujah.
That's right. And don't get out of that, that cocoon too soon. It can be dangerous. It can be dangerous. Amen? So you're getting the idea of the ark. The idea of the ark has been done before God. Or before by God. Before the ark, the idea of the cocoon or the place of confinement, God initiated long before the ark. Where? In Mary's womb. In a woman's womb. That place of confinement, that place of protection, that place of development. In Mary's womb. And what did God do? God himself came into Mary's womb and produced Jesus. God walking on this earth. Life is in the womb. Life is in the cocoon. Life was in the ark. Amen? So what could feel like a prison could be your promise. What could feel like a prison for you is, could be your promise. Joseph, Paul, me and you sometimes. Don't abort your promise. Hang in there. Amen? Hallelujah. Incubation. That is where incubation takes place in that, in that womb, the mother's womb. Another few examples of incubation is Egypt. The Jews went to Egypt as a family, but what happened? They came out as a nation. Hey? When I read this, I, I said, what? Yes. When you first gave your life to Christ, you went in alone. But you're not alone. You're going to come out multiplying because you're going to spread the word of God. You're going to tell someone about Jesus. That's multiplying in this kingdom. Amen? A place of incubation is also Jesus. I wrote here, one day God decided that he must come in a cocoon or in a vessel so he wrapped himself up in flesh. He stepped into the Virgin Mary and said, I need to build me an ark. So that I can come from eternity into time. God used Mary's body and Jesus was born. Glory to you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord, for what you are and what you are creating. You know, God does not put you in a cocoon and then put you in something smaller. God doesn't, you don't, you don't produce a seed for your wife's womb and the baby comes out and the baby becomes smaller. Does it work? You might feel contained in a place, but you're gonna be you're gonna come out bigger. Just hang in there. Amen. Yeah, I wrote you the baby doesn't come out or doesn't come out and go back into a jar. <laughs> the baby grows and grows. Amen. Are we getting something out of this? Are you understanding the ark and the honor, the altar? First thing, he, he, 
Noah built an altar to honor God. So whatever God did with him in that altar, in that stench, in that place, there was only one window. He came out and he honored him. When we come out of the cocoon, what are we going to do? The story of Nimrod. Nimrod built a tower of Babel. What did Noah do? He built an altar. You see the choices we have? What are we building? Are we building a wall around ourselves for, for our own protection? You know, people mustn't hurt me. I'm not going to speak to anyone, so no one's going to speak to me, so I'm going to be protected. Or are we praising God for who we are? Are we building an altar? Are we honoring God? Thank you, God, that I am who you made me I am. I'm going to grow in you, Father God. I'm going to grow in Jesus. I'm going to grow in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to grow in the anointing of Jesus Christ. I want to grow. I want to become big in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 So what are we working on? What are we building? I want to put this to you this morning. Honor God in everything. In everything. When you're even in a place of confinement or strain and a, piece of, uh, and a place of freedom and liberty, honor Him. Honor God. Without Him, me and the, oh, I always say this, I sound like a broken record. Without God, me and you will not be sitting here and stand here. It's as simple as that. Honor Him. To honor God means to give Him the regard and the respect. Let's go back. Give Him the reverence. Give Him the admiration. Admire God for who He is and the power that He has. Adore Him. Stand in awe of His kingdom. I want to challenge us this week to look for miracles where God has worked in someone's lives and then we can recognize it. But wow, something happened to this person. That can only be God. And if you say that that can only be God, then you honor Him. That, can, that cannot only be the God of the apes or the God of 10, 100 cows, or whatever. I honor God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for that person's change in his life. Honor him. Praise him. Submit to God in obedience, which is due to him. To honor God means to worship him in all our attitudes and our affections and actions. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that God touched you this morning and He put a seed in your brain to sort of understand what, what the ark was all about and Noah and the altar that honoring God. His thought pattern was first to honor God before He even thought of food and getting out and running around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, as we pray. I just want to honor you again this morning. Honor your Father, your, your Fathership. 
Honor your kingdom. Honor your son, Jesus Christ. Honor the Holy Spirit for who he is and, and what he does in our lives. We admire you, Father God. We stand in awe of you. We stand in adoration of your deity, your, king, your kingdom, your kingship. Thank you, Father God. Elohim Adonai, Abba Father, for what you are doing in our lives and what you are doing in people's lives. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, who brought salvation to us, who redeemed us from the curse of the law, who, who saved us from death. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power and your truth and your revelation. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to bless you for this week. Go and have a good week. Honor God. Honor Him. Remember this whole month is on honor. Honor your children. Honor your people around you. Sometimes just say thank you to them. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.